SOS, it's got to be the best. Yeah, we want the bad girl. Listen me, bad girl still will want to rough up. The boy a come, but he still want to back up. The boy no good, so she come for your top up and a white no power. You still me hear something crack up, crack up. Girl, me know, but pick that up. Me look when you wine slow, then you take tack up. Your skin firm, you no soft like ketchup. You them no like, but tell the girls to be back up. Tiny and the teeny way you drive, man, man. Girl, if you ever get to my girl, me rule the sun. Me fight over your body, only you can do the job. The girl, them face so real Tiny and the teeny way you drive, man, man. Girl, if you ever get to my girl, me rule the sun. Me fight over your body, only you can do the job. The girl, them face so real Rocking that new shit, the all right here in Brooklyn at Threads. Come down, catch us right here live. Shice, Mr. Talk of the Town. Nigga, we got that. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Shice, Mr. Talk of the Town. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Crazy. And today I got a special guest for y'all. Um, as you can see by the title, it's called Throwaway Kid to Champion. We got a champion in the building today. But before I introduce him, let me go through. We have a couple of things that's coming up. Let's check our sponsors. We want to thank Chic Rock Beauty. That's right, ladies, for all your beauty needs. If you need uh, that cute, cute and want to be cute, cute, make sure you hit up ChicRockBeauty.com. That's right, for all your beauty needs. And 
We also have Starve the Show with her new release, Black Millionaire University. And she also got the new Cool Grays for your Cool Gray Jordans. For So make sure you hit her up at StarveTheShow.com. And we got another clothing, clothing line called Larea. Make sure you hit them up. They got that fire. When I tell you they do, they do. And don't forget, uh, next week episode, we have uh, my man... Brody Fresh, hip-hop artist, coming up on the show next week. So make sure you tune in next Saturday, 5 p.m. for that. And before we even get the show started, I do want to send our prayers and our condolences to Jason Rivera, a cop, a rookie cop um, at the age of 22 who was fatally shot and killed in New York yesterday. Um, and his partner, Wilbert, uh, who was also shot and is fighting for his life right now. Uh, responding to a domestic situation and they were ambushed. Um, so our prayers and thoughts go out to them, their fan, their friends and family. Um, you know, this is a tragic situation. So, um, you know, we're going to get into this uh, episode right now. Um, and maybe we'll touch on it with my guests. So coming up right now, as you can see, I got my man, the people's champ, Mr. Rob Garris. What's going on, my brother? You the man, bro. You know, I'm just pleased to be here talking to you. Nah, man, we pleased to have you here. Like, as y'all can see, look in the background. Uh, he got his belts and all of that in the casings and stuff. Look at that looking crazy back there. How many belts do you got? Five. Five. All right. Five, so I think. one, two, three, four, five. We yeah, definitely five. gonna get it. <laughs> we we gonna get into all of that. So, Rob, tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know who you are. Um, describe myself. I'm just a man of God, just doing God's work, and um, I'm a businessman. That that's a fact. Um, that's it. Uh, I kind of uh, just to give people a little history of how I met you. Um, I was doing an event for um, a boxing uh event. And you were there, and uh, along with a bunch of fighters, um, champions and stuff, they were there, and it was called Run With The Champs, and I met you, and I must say, ever since day one, we've been cool ever since. Ever since that day, we've been A1, like, I would do anything for you, because you're, like, you're, you became my brother at this point, you know what I'm saying, so... And I, and I want to thank you for being a man of your word, right? Because in this industry, you got <laughs> you're right. In this industry, a man of your word is everything, and that's all. Like you said, that's all we got. And I always tell a story like uh, Boogie Black was on last week, and we laughed because we brought you up, and we were saying, <laughs> you know, when we do Rob's parties. Rob is A1 with it, right? Like, Rob come in before the event. Rob got envelopes. Rob is ready. Rob business is done up front. And it's rare to see that. You know, it's rare to see that because some people want to bullshit. You know where that came from? You want to know how that started? Uh-uh. Yeah, we definitely want to hear that. Oh, man. When I was um about 13, 14, around that time, my pops had a lot of property, mm-hmm. and he was he was doing like a you know long shop and everything. So instead of him hiring somebody in the street to do his muscle, 
He said, I got a son running around here, always shadow boxing, <laughs> boxing, and got a dirty golden glove shirt on. He said, I'm going to send him on a task to go collect his money. You know what I'm saying? And he said, yo, tell him to put it in the envelope. So I'm like, I got to walk around with the envelope. He said, only when you got to go collect. That was, whoo, you're talking like man, over 40 years ago. And I've been a collector. So, you know, everything was done with a white envelope. You know what I'm saying? And put the money in the envelope, the rent, the debt, whatever. And if you didn't have it, you know what I'm saying? Man, I had to put the leather gloves on, you know what I'm saying? But listen, <laughs> but that but that but the fact that you got that, right? And it's instilled in you like something you got from childhood and you're like, yo, this is what I'm gonna do. This is how I'm gonna and and listen. Boogie said he don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem. Rasheen don't have a problem with it because, like I said, we know when we doing a raw party, it ain't no funny play with the money. It ain't no funny play about the event. What it is, is what you say it is, is what it is. And and we can respect that as entertainers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to, like, when we first met, you told us a lot, um, your story. So I want... I felt like it was really important to bring you on here to talk about your story. Cause I know a lot of people are gonna look at the title and say throwaway kid to champion. Like, what is a throwaway kid? Right? So just right. tell them a little bit about your um, upbringing. Well, um, make a long story short, my mother had two sons. Mm-hmm. Right? She had my brother 11 months before I was born. My mother was having an affair with her brother-in-law mm-hmm. and got caught and I was the second child so she had to tell everybody she had a miscarriage and gave me up left me in the hospital so you know what is that you threw me away you left me in the hospital you know what I'm saying man you right you, you, you close the door on me you know what I'm saying so you know I grew up with a lot of kids in foster care that went through that you know mm-hmm. parents left them parents gave them up you know signed them off you know what I'm saying man you know so I'm just one of millions of kids. But uh, when I started my foundation, I said, I'm going to call it the Throwaway Kids Foundation. And what I do is help kids unite with their families. I go to court, help people get their kids back. I go advocate for them to get their kids back. The kids got situations that they can't handle. Somebody's touching them or doing something to them. I go check that person. That's what I do. You know what I'm saying? But and I, I believe that. <laughs> I believe yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and I wear leather gloves on. And, it, and it's crazy. Don't leave no prints. <laughs> So, <laughs> growing up like that, right? Because this, let's we're gonna keep it all the way a hundred. When you grow up in an environment like that, right? Knowing, like you said, your mom left you or whatever. A lot of kids tend to go bad, but you didn't go that route. You know what I'm saying? I did. I mean, I mean, I went through. I went through. Um, what do you say? Uh, um, different chapters level on it. Like when I was a kid. I'm going I'm to I'm keep it up. Fuck. You, you probably never even heard nobody. Man, I was scared of my own shadow, man. It was like, mm. I remember family members saying, you ain't really related to us, so we can't really get involved in anything you're going through. So, like, kids used to chase me. Like, get the foster kid. They used to chase me, man. I used to run. Wow. I should have been a track star, you know? I used to run. Every, I was scared. Of every, I go home. I said to my father, I said, listen, you was in the Army, man. You think you can get a couple of tanks and uh, they shoot the projects? You blow up the pride. He was like, man, I've been out of the army years ago, man. You got problems, just run. I said, that's all I've been doing was running. Wow. So, you know, I was scared of everything. I was scared of everything. Nobody wanted to protect me. And I said, one day, one day, 
I'm going to be that dude. I'm going to be protecting people. And it all started with this dude beating up my sister. And I hit him with a lamp. You know, a house lamp. Wow. <laughs> he fell down the stairs, man. I thought he was dead. I was like, yeah, he dead. He dead. And I see this leg moving and stuff, man. My sister said, yo, yo, leave. Leave the room. Leave the room. He never knew what happened. He had a big gash in his head. But when I, when I seen him bleed and I seen that white meat, all mm. the fear left after that. Wow. All the fear left after that. So as I got older, then my father put me, I got into boxing, you know, to build up my confidence. You know, that saved me. And um, he had me go out there and collect his money. And then people had situations. They come to the barbershop and be like whining in the chair. I'd be like, yo, what's the problem, man? You know, mm. give me a little couple of dollars. I'll take care of that. I'll go check them. You know, I'll go see them. And half of the time, I didn't have to put no, my hands on nobody. But I remember everything I went through as a kid. And it's funny how a lot of people follow me on social media. Oh, we was buddies. We was... I said, y'all hated me. Y'all used to chase me back in the mm. day. You know what I'm saying, man? I'd be like, yo, man, run your pockets. I mean, give it all up. But so, I'd be nice. I don't, I don't. How is that now, right? Like, as a kid. The world, people... the world is different with, towards me. Now. I mean, I had to put a lot of work in. I mean, I had to go through, like I said, when I was a kid, knowing that my mother left me and um, knowing that I was treated different in the foster mm. care home and i was treated different in the streets but i said this is not gonna be like this forever you know what i'm saying it ain't gonna be like this forever. now and i had a grandmother that lived in the house my foster grandmother she's always made me read the bible and i said well i gotta do just bible study you know what i'm saying man my right. other brothers and sisters it was three of them three other kids they didn't do that and then my, my father never sent them to go collect no money so i think my, my parents prepared me for the world i mean the things that they had me do I wouldn't have my kids do. I would not say, son, go collect this money. Or, Daughter, go go check this person. You know, I think it was different for me coming up. Right. But it made me who I am today. You know what I'm saying? It made me, you know, I'm a protector. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, I believe um, force got to be done sometimes. I like to talk to people. I like to joke and talk. But people got to be checked, you know. And I never forget what nice. I went through. Because every time I got in that ring for 75 fights, I tried to knock everybody's head off. I was like, man, you stole my bike. Referee used to be like, yo, what are you talking about, man? They made me see the psychiatry. I'd be like, yo, man, you remember back in the day you chased me, you ripped my jacket? And then and, and they'd be like, you know, introducing us, and they'd be like, that ain't his name. His name ain't Leroy. I mean, I'm like, yo, he stole my bike, Leroy. And I had to go into this this thing in my head, to, and i try to kill him. i try to kill every. I got disqualified at least seven times in fights, you know. Wow. Wrestling the hold him in the headlock, push him through the ropes. I ain't do no Mike Tyson biting nobody, but... You know, but boxing saved me. Two things it did. It saved me from being an addict. I never got high. You know, mm. I barely drank. You know what I'm saying? Never got drunk. And I always got to be on point. You know what I'm saying, man? I'm always like to protect people because nobody protected me. But one dude walked me home. I never forget this dude named Gary. I call him Lightsaber. Mm. I see this dude now, man. I be like, yo, you need somebody knocked out? You need anything. You, need, you want to borrow one of my cars? Anything he want, he got. You know what I'm saying, man? Because he walked me home one day. I peed on myself. I was so scared. Wow. Kids were throwing rocks at me. I'm like, why me? Why me? My grandmother said to me, she said, one day at the Bible study, she said, the people that look down on you is going to look up to you one day. Facts. And then once, you know, I started, you know, doing my thing, boxing, and I started hitting the streets and helping situations, I, I formed the army. Mm. I said, I'm going to have my own army since my father ain't get the U.S. Army to come help me. <laughs> Put my right. own army together. So, like I said, so, we ain't no vigilantes. We ain't no none of that. Right. So how long? All right. So you were in foster care. How long were you in foster care? And I you said the, in, 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 in the 60s, back then, you could stay with a family 
until 21, until you age out. Okay. But back in the day, they can adopt you. You know what I'm saying? They end up adopting me maybe when I was like seven, eight years old. You know what I'm saying? Nice. So, you know, today it's like every two years they got to check in, take you out, move you around. You know what I'm saying? I, I came, I'm a 70s kid. So it was different when I grew up. So did you? Know, you... I lived in a whole neighborhood full of foster kids. So you saying, all right, so you you were adopted at eight, a seven or eight. And you yeah. did you always know? But I was with them since I was eight months. Okay. Yeah, they told me, I, I didn't understand my situation. When I went to elementary, they used to always say, you're not a Garris. I had mm. to use my foster name, Taylor. So I was like, I'm a Garris, like, like my sisters. And they used to be like, you're not a Garris. They used to call me an income. Robert, Taylor, come to the office. I'd be like, that ain't my name. I'm a Garris. Oh, you try, did, they was doing the Muhammad Ali to you? <laughs> doing yeah, Muhammad? Yeah, my name is not. It was like, man, listen. Yeah. And I didn't want to be a foster kid. I didn't want to be recognized as that. But I never thought years later that I would be fighting for them. Because I'm going to tell you the, the story how that happened. Um, my adopted mother passed away in 96. Mm. For some funny reason, I caught a kidney infection. And I went to the doctor. And the doctor said, you might need a kidney for somebody. I was like, man, I don't know nobody blood related. I, I was adopted. So mm. he said, you need to look. That's when I started looking. I went back. Talked to my, my adopted father. He said, When we got you, he said some bullshit like that. He said, When we got you, you was healthy. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm 38 years old now. I ain't healthy now. You're going to help me? I need to know something about my history. He didn't want to give me no history. So one day, it's strange. He came to the barbershop and standing in the, in the doorway with a folder and gave me my paperwork. But he whited out my mother's name. So mm. from there, I started working on this documentary, me and my man. And we started searching. You know, it took us a minute, man. It took me years find my family. I was 96. I ain't find everybody until 2004. You know what I'm mm. saying, man? So why, why father, did... My mother why, been avoiding me. Why, all right. Why did your father white out your mother's name, though? I, I, to this day, I don't I don't know. Because when I went back to social service, you know, where, where they had me, they said, we don't give documents to the family altered. You know what I'm saying, man? It's just right. like going to motor vehicle. If you, if you scratch out your name... The, the 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 title is no good. You know what I'm saying, man? So right. my father did that for whatever reason. He ain't gonna admit it, but you know I ain't mad because what information he gave me, it led me back to the to the hospital where I was born, and I ended up getting my information. I have to keep coming back and forth, back and forth. Somebody blessed me with the information. So it was you in the documentary. It shows the whole what I went through. So and, um, so was your father always I, transparent? I, I, my mother you? said. Did, uh, I wouldn't say that he, he always had my back, but not on the physical to go out there and fight somebody. You know, he would just like be a gentleman, you know, things are going to change, you know, this and that, go get that money. He, he was a punk, you know what I'm saying? I love no, no. him. He was like next to God, man. Right. Not like that. But I he, mean, uh, I meant like, was I, he always transparent he, about you being you adopted? No, no, no. He didn't, he didn't want me to really know anything about, he, he said to me, and this is one reason why I didn't get high. He said, why you want to know about your, your biological parents when they was drug addicts and that's mm, how we got you because you was in right. a bad environment so i believe that story that they was drug addicts so i never got high i never sold drugs because of that and i was always cool with people that got high i was like man i don't hold nothing against you because my right. parents was addicts but as i got older and i found my family neither one of them was addicts they didn't do nothing like that they didn't get high they didn't do none of that they ain't none of that you know what i'm saying so you know that was a good lie you know but my father didn't want me to know nothing about my past like like it would take away from you know what he did for me but yo that was my father right 
I just wanted to know where I came from, and I needed medical history. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I feel everybody should have a right to know about mm-hmm. yourself. And Agreed. I found out everything about my. It wasn't all good. You know what I'm saying? Then? Right. But I had to check a lot of people in my family when I met them. You know, I I got like nine brothers. You know what I'm saying? One sister. You know what I mean? And you know, there a lot of shit was going on in the family, dysfunctional. But I had to check those motherfuckers because they try to play me. I'm like, right. listen, y'all ain't know me for 40 years, and I ain't got to know you for another 40. But if you fuck around, you're going to be laying around. I had to check my brothers, man. They was on some real... I'm glad I wasn't raised with them. I'm thankful to meet my family, but I'm glad I wasn't raised with none of those motherfuckers. Motherfuckers, yeah. Motherfuckers. They some grimy motherfuckers. Grimy. Grimy. So, so, I'm glad I wasn't raised with them. I'm glad I had the upbringing that I had. So were they, were, were they grown... Like, did they all grow up together with your mom? Who you talking about? My, my your brothers? Yeah. Did they grow up with my, your biological? My biological. Well, well, this is this is what it was. My 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 father was married to my mother's sister, right? Mm-hmm. My father had four sons already. Three by three by his wife, one by somebody else, mm-hmm. and then he he had me and my brother. But, okay. But my brother never knew who his father was, so he ended up having five more sons, four more sons later on you know wow. what i'm saying so i was in the middle so when i met him he didn't know what to say he was like oh man she said she had a miscarriage this and that you know you you, you know but i'm like motherfucker, i look just like you you know what i'm saying everything right. you did you box you was a barber i was a splitting image of him but never knew him splitting mm. image of him had a car collection everything he did fly dresser just wow. like him. all the rest of my brother that jewel or that gene it, it, it passed them they must they became crackheads <laughs> grimy motherfuckers and <laughs> You know, they all was fucked up in their own way, man. They was all fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And then they try to, like, want me to rock like them. Like, listen, that older brother, little brother shit don't play with me. I grew up a little different. I had a different upbringing. Right. You know, the family I was raised with, my father taught me how to be a gentleman. My, my adopted mother, she was a beast. Mm. They call her a boogie. She'll fuck anybody. I was scared to go tell her how to be. Because she'll say, you got to kill him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't trying to kill nobody. I'm scared. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, you know. My grandma's a spiritual one. So those three people made an impact in my life how I am today. Mm. You know what I'm saying, man? You know? But I met all my biological family, you know. They cool now. I put them in check. You know so what so cool. what is your relationship like with them now? Oh, we cool. You know, I mean, they 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 know where I stand. They know I ain't like my other brothers, you know what I'm saying? I look right. out for them. They need anything, I got them. You know what I'm saying, man? They they see that. They see I ain't nothing like my other brothers, man. You know, they respect me. You know, they don't respect it's gonna be a motherfucking problem. Because the most important thing, I'm gonna tell you something. As a man, man to man, you know what I'm saying? Fame is not a big thing, you know what I'm saying? Man, right. I come and go. Motherfuckers will shit on you if you're famous, you know what I'm saying? Being that dude don't mean nothing, man, you know what I'm saying? Having people fear you is always a weak motherfucker that's going to kill you. Mm. But having respect goes more. If, if I chose to have anything, money, fame, power, I want respect. Right. If people respect you, they ain't going to cross that line and be like, listen, it ain't even about you gonna do anything to them. It's like they respect you. If they respect you, like I ain't gonna do that, man. Mm. I'm not gonna cut his throat. I ain't gonna do this or do that. Respect is everything. And I said one day I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get it more than a motherfucking president. And that's what I have today. I laugh and joke with everybody. I do anything for anybody. I help people. Right. But you're gonna respect me, or you're gonna feel some pain. And that's what I was growing up. I was brought up. With. Okay. Respect is everything. So I, I'm gonna take a 30 second break. And then I know there was a time that you were looking for your mom and you found her. 
So when we come back after this, mm-hmm. I want you to kind of go into that, and we're gonna find out um, what happened when you uh, finally right. came face to face with your mom. So we're gonna be right back. We're gonna take a thirty second break, and we'll be right back right after this. All right. Hey, it's Sean Pepsi, and you are rocking with Jice, the talk of the town. Don't mess up. Stay tuned. Let's talk crazy. We'll be right back. Like, did I forget to tell you, if you like the sound of my voice and my girl G-Star, don't forget, Let's Talk Crazy and the Crazy Chat Room is now on Roku TV. That's right, we're now on Roku TV. All you gotta do is go to the Podcast TV app and subscribe. That's it. We're also now on all your digital platforms, right? Like Pandora, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Overcast, Spreaker, and more. Anything that you can think of, we're on it. So make sure you tune in and make sure you hit us up at let's talk crazy podcast on facebook instagram twitter youtube mixcloud and twitch you name it we're there you now tuned into the let's talk crazy podcast with all right y'all we are back and i got the people's chant with me mr rob garris huh? let me say one thing yes the people's champ is muhammad ali i'm the children's champ that that title is Muhammad. He's the people champ. I give you. I, I give you that. The, the I'm chi- the children's champ, and I stand corrected. Children. The children. Children. Champion. Champ. Rob Garris is That's in right. the building. That's where all these belts came from. All these belts came from being a children's champ. Hold on. You wait. Wait. Saying, wait we, we gonna we we gonna get into that. Uh, we we definitely gonna get into that. So before we went to break, we were talking about your um coming up um how you found out you was a foster kid and. You were raised um, with a foster family, and your father took you in, and he did everything, showed you the ropes. Um, and then you said you also met your biological father, and you found out that you were a splitting image of him, and you mm-hmm. didn't even know him. And everything from mm-hmm. being a barber to being a fly dresser to the interest in cars, everything, everything was you and him. Like, y'all had that mm-hmm. in common. Um I know we talked about this before. Um, we did an event, um, and I want to get into that later, but we actually did an event, and you kind of gave a story about you looking for your mom, right, your biological mother, and <coughs> you found her. Tell us what happened with that. Oh, I found her, but I, I never met her face-to-face. I mean, okay. I found where she lived at, you know, I reached out to her, she changed the number. Mm-hmm. I found out where she lived and wrote her a letter, she moved out of the house. But, you know, the, the funny thing about that, it's the guilt for her, you know what I'm saying, right. man? And all I wanted her to do was just acknowledge me. I mean, at this point, I, the, us having a relationship, you know, mother, son, that's out of the window. Somebody else raised me, Virginia Garris raised me, that's my mother. I just want to meet the girl, you know what I'm saying? Meet right. the woman, you know, just want to meet her. You know what I'm saying? Just tell her I had a better life and stop telling people I don't exist. You know what I'm saying? I just want to check her. You know, hurt her feelings, man. You know what I'm saying, man? Because she, she's a she's a mean bitch, man. She's supposed to be a preacher, evangelist, whatever. But she got my brother and my sister mm. on that side all messed up. I got my brother, you know, drinking, got my sister smoking crack. She she's a she's a she's a control thing. But I'm a checker because when I check her, it's gonna give both of them strength. You know what I'm right. saying, man? Because they scared of her. 
you know, I ain't scared of her. I'm a checker. You know, I ain't trying to look for, you know, friendship. If she want to be my friend, it's going to cost her $56,000. <laughs> thousand for every year she, she avoided me. That's right. But I don't need her money. You know what I'm saying? But if right. she want to be friends, it's going to cost. But, but and, I just want to check her. But... And, that, and, that, and that's the thing to me, right? So you you look for her. At what point did it become? Because I know it had to hurt at some point. Right, that you found. Yeah, I spoke a... to her one time. I spoke to her. I spoke to her. You know, my uncle put her on the phone, and she said, "I didn't have you. I gave my Medicaid card to somebody else. Somebody else had me." And I was like, "Wow, man! Wow!" Like, I could she... say something, she hung up. You know, so I heard her voice one time. That was 18 years ago, 2004. 18 years ago, I, I spoke to her, and after that, I never spoke to her. But she knows about me. I mean, there's people that told wow. her about me. But you got to remember, I find people's family. Right, right. I find kids and unite them with their family. That's one. My father used to send me to go collect money from people that's dodging them. I find them. So what makes you think I can't find my mother? You know what right, I'm saying, man. Right. You know? And and she and, could be in another country. I find people. That's what I do. And, and that's crazy to me, the fact that you even now saying that because I I never knew this part that she was um a church going woman or, or something like that. Right. And and yeah, the reason why yeah. the reason why I'm even saying that, right? It doesn't change anything, but it's just that people, like some people that hide behind the church, say that they so godly and they so this, and we shouldn't be living our lives this way. But yeah, yet you boy, chose boy. to turn your back on your own flesh and blood, and then when he finds you, That's you it. say that your best excuse was. Somebody took my Medicaid card and it wasn't me. No, she said she gave her she gave her Medicaid card to somebody and they had me. It's some bullshit. I mean, I got all the paperwork. I mean, I got everything. I mean, Cuomo signed a bill 2020 that your records can be open. I got all the paperwork with her signature, everything on it. And mm. I sent it to her sisters and they acting like, oh man, maybe this is made up or this and that. But whoever think it's made up, I'm gonna check them too. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what it's all about, man. You know what I'm saying, man? The, the truth is the truth. You know, I don't want nothing from her. I just wanted to just meet her. So do you think that the reason she didn't want to be involved is because of who she had you with? Like because yeah, she was Yeah, a, yeah, because that... because because my aunt told me my, when I met my my mother's sister the first thing she asked me over the phone, what year was you born? I said 1965. She said, "Where at? What was the address on your on your birth certificate?" I said, "17 Ravine Avenue." And 17 Ravine Avenue, they lived in the building together. So she told me the story that she came downstairs. She lived on the third floor of mine. She came downstairs to see her sister. Her husband was supposed to be on a fishing trip upstate. He was mm -hmm. downstairs staying with my mother. So he's wow. locking the door, coming out. And my aunt says, what the hell are you doing in my sister's apartment? And you all dressed up. You know what I'm saying? So wow. that baby that she's carrying must be yours. Mm. That He didn't say anything. The, the next month. My mother claimed she had a miscarriage and gave me up. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so she had to hold on to that lie. So 40 some years later, 50 some years later, I pop up. Now your family's looking at you this big time. You you writing books, you whatever you say you is in church, and you now you gotta stick to that lie. You know what I'm saying, man? You gotta stick right. to that lie. Like, you know, you can easily just say, God, I was wrong. Let me make right with him quietly. She could have did that, but now I'm gonna have to expose her. Cause when I check her. I'm going to come up to her, and I'm going to have a little spy camera glasses on, and I'm going to ring a bell, you know what I'm saying, man? I'm going to say what I got to say, and then I'm going to put it in my next documentary, and I'm going to expose her because she had a, she had 18 years. 
right. 18 years to come check me. 18 years mm-hmm. to write me a letter, text me, you know what I'm saying? Send me an email, you know, send me some money, some, some. She could have plenty of time, but right. you want to know something? You got to pay the piper now, man. You got to, you got to, you know, so whoever's with her, they're going to get checked too. You know what I'm saying? I hope my punk ass brother's with her because he's, that's another story. You know what I'm wow. saying? Man? I hope he's there, you know what I'm saying? Because he was supposed to introduce me and then he just changed up on some shit because he don't want to get cut out of a will. Fuck a will. You know what I'm saying, man? Right. I'm going to check his punk ass just like I'm going to check my mom's punk ass. I ain't going to diss her. I'm trying not to call her a bitch. I'm trying to come to right. her on some, like, check this out. Don't ever say I don't exist because nobody in the streets will ever say that. They can don't like me. They can be a lot of things, but they won't say I won't exist because I put the gloves on and you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. I do exist. And this is... And I it, do exist. And, and now this goes to a question that I have, right? And it might be a stupid question, right? Or maybe not. Do you still... Do you have love for her? Or do you love her? Or is, I, is no, it... No, I don't. I don't I, you can't love something that you don't know. You know what I'm okay. saying? I mean, only, only, only person that I love that I feel in spirit is God. But right. a person... I can't love a person that I don't know. And and the once I once she she denied me, and then you know six years ago my son died. The whole family knew my son got right. sick and died. She ain't send no condolence or nothing. I mean, wow. like even as a person, like ah oh, he ain't related to me. Let me send my condolence. She didn't even do that. So love, I don't hate her, but I ain't got no love for her. You know what right. I'm saying? But I I have to check her. I have to. That's that's one thing I have to do before I leave this earth is check her. The only way that's not going to happen unless God take her first or take me first. Mm. That's it. But she's going to be checked. She's going to be checked. You know, I got to let her know I do exist. Right. And I had a better life. You know what I'm saying, man? And thank you for giving me up. But don't ever tell another person that I don't exist. And, and that's where she's going to have to get exposed. And, and, and I will say this. From the years that I've known you, you've been a strong-willed person, right? And when I say that, I mean... You are a fighter, not just a boxer. You are a fighter for the children, right? Ever since I've known you, that's been one of your main focuses. Your biggest fight is fighting for these kids who feel like they don't mm-hmm. matter. And that's right. I, and and I appreciate that, right? Because kids all like there are kids all over, and I, and I'm talking about even kids with biological families that still feel like they don't matter. In your events, well, that my 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 message, my message is really for just people in general. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The kids is one that I help more adults than I help kids. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? My thing is is to everybody, live your life, enjoy your your life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But be truthful to yourself, be truthful to your loved ones. You know what I'm saying? Because money and fame, you can't take that with you. You know what I'm saying, man? Right. You're gonna be left. You're gonna leave a legacy either way, whether you're a fucked up person or you're a good person. You know what I'm saying? If you got money, you can't take it with you. So you might as well enjoy it while you got it with the people you love. That's you know a fact. Saying? So everything else don't really mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? You're going to leave a legacy. Either way, they're going to be talking something about you when you die. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's, it's about keeping it real. My thing is about is conquering your fears. Mm-hmm. Because when I tell people, you know, that I, I saw two kids fighting, right? And, and the dude looked my way. I started running. My boy's like, why are you running? I thought I was next. That's how scared I was. But then, look at the next layer I went through in life. You know, I became that person in the street. You go see Rob. You go see Uncle Rob. You go see the champ. He'll go check that person. It don't make a difference who it is. I'll go check. I'll go talk to him. 
you know, hey, you want to have a drink, man? You want to go to church with me Sunday? You owe somebody some money or you doing something to somebody you shouldn't be doing. And I'm going to give you, a, you know, a chance to make right. Right. Or you're going to have to bow to some pain. And and But I went through stages because, look, look, one time I was scared. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I went to the stage. I, you know, got into the, you know, word. You know what I'm saying? I got deep into, you know, in church and everything, man. I went through different stages in my life, man. I became an activist and everything. You know, I went through different stages, you know what I'm saying? But the main thing is being real with yourself and real with people, you right. know? And my message to everybody is to keep it 100 with yourself first. Right. And do what you got to do. Because at the end of the day, you ain't got to answer to nobody but yourself. When you get up, you got to look in the mirror at yourself. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's no such thing as right or wrong. It's what you can live with. You know what I'm mm. saying? Because anybody I, I had to do do dirty, they got what they deserve. I ain't never missed a, a night sleep behind something I did because... I live by principle. Principle. Mm. And I help a lot of people. You know what I do. I help I, a lot of we, people. And we're going to talk about a lot of ways. Yes. Because, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I, you know, sure. one of the things I love, again, man, I got to give you the praises because I feel like we in a world today where you got to give your, you, you know, give, you, give people their flowers while they're here. And mm-hmm. I want to give you your flowers because the events that we do, have have meaning behind it it's not just a party we're not partying just to hey hey let's go hang out no we party for a purpose right like the parties that you've thrown gave money to help the uh i give all the money away right everything i ever do yes and and, all my boxing matches all my parties i give the money away and and, i'm already rich and we and we and we talked about that right like even Mm -hmm. when like the profit is not big, you still come out of pocket, you know, just to yeah. make sure kids got a Christmas. Why? Because your word is your word. Your word right. is your word. If you say, if you got a goal to do something and you got it already in your head, you just can't, you know, fumble the play and say, well, it ain't happening. Fuck, you got you to make it happen. You right. You got to do by any means necessary, you got to make it happen. If that's what you said and you spoke it out there to the world, I'm mm-hmm. going to get these kids this. I'm going to get these kids that. I'm going to find this person i'm gonna check this person you gotta live up to that word right you know what i'm saying so if anything man before i go if anybody know anything about me they ain't gotta say like me they ain't gotta say they follow me even a clan or kuka clan or or or, or Aryan dude they're gonna say that's the last motherfucker we gonna hang i, I respect right. him i hate black people but i respect that dude mm-hmm. that's the most important thing to me is respect and and it's crazy respect. We had an event, man, and again, we've done so many events together now, mm-hmm. and one of the events that always plays in my head, well, there's a couple, honestly. I love the kids in Dobb Ferry. Uh, we went out there. We did a concert for them, um, but there was a gift bag that we did um, at the Dole Center, and you gave money to these kids for graduating for for just scholarship scholarships right just getting a's and stuff that people don't really do anymore and again this was out of your pocket and i had so much fun and i can't remember the kid's name but i heard that he had passed away one of the kids um the tall was it the tall kid um Oh, you! I forgot. I forgot the kid's name. It was something. It was one of the kids. It was one of the kids. Yeah, he got killed. Right. You know, he was. He was. 
he was dancing. He's yes, dancing. yes, the tall. You had him dancing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And when I found out it was him, I couldn't believe it because again, it's like at the moment of the event, he was a kid. You understand? No care in the world. He at that moment, he felt like a kid. He was a kid. He enjoyed being a kid. And now to find out that he was killed in the streets, it bothers me because mm-hmm. again, when you see the innocence in him, right? At that moment, Right. It's like, damn, why was he out in the streets? You don't understand? Like the agency, the agency he ran away from the agency because he got bullied in the agency. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um he, he called me a few times, you know, for other things, but he didn't tell me about that. You know, he wanted money for Chinese food or whatever. I'm like, listen, man, you know, I'll come up there and bring you anything you want. I'm just gonna not gonna cash out you money just to cash out you. I ain't no right. Money. But um, he never told me he had issues up there because I always went up there and checked them because after every message that I give in the agency, mm. I always look at the kids and say, listen, if you have any problems, yes, you know how to get in touch with me. The agency hate when I say that. I'd be like, listen, I don't work for the agency. Right. Y'all just here, y'all a dollar bill for them. Y- y'all paycheck. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. man? They not here to protect you. I was one of y'all. You know what I'm saying, man? Right. I'm going to protect y'all. You know what I'm saying? And I've been taking a whole lot of kids and agencies be getting touched and things out. Now, if I would have known that that kid had some beef, I would have went up there and checked that kid. You know, or I had some kids up there check him. But he wouldn't have been bullied because I remember being bullied myself. And when I tell the story, nobody believes it. Not you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. You know, and then he went out in the street. Something happened. You know, he owed somebody something and they killed him. You know what I'm saying? Man? Wow. But But he would have never hit the streets if the agency... Didn't, but if they would have protected him, right. he would have never left the sh- and went in the streets, man. And they, and they felt bad about it, you know what I'm saying? They try to cover it up, you know what I'm saying? But why should a kid be running from the agency? They making money off you and supposed to protect you while you're in the agency, and he runs away and get killed in the street. Right. Sad situation. Yeah, I want to take another short 30-second break, and we're going to talk about some more because mm-hmm. your life is filled with stuff. So we're going to find out Matter of fact, we'll be right back. We'll, let me just take this short break, and we're gonna talk about some more stuff. Cause you got a you got a story that I think everyone should hear, and it, and and like you said, it comes in stages, right? So yeah. we're well, gonna. That's what I meant to say. I, I went through stages. Yeah. Right. Cool. So we're gonna come back thirty seconds. I'll be right back. This is Let's Talk Crazy. I'm with my man Rob Garris. We'll be right back after this. Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. Same love, my strawberry dip cover chocolate, yeah. 
Play away, make it, I make me squirt by your ticket. Never promise it, make me give you a ticket. Get everything right, make me give you a ticket. Pussy squeeze up, cocky rim. Make why eyes him ball out, say you see when me a ride him. Elasticity, me use control him. Mad sight up tight, me use and hold him. Me go the good and it's a mad my head. Me go the good and make your ball out, boy. Me go the good and make you spend up your money. Me go the good, me go the great. Me go the good and it's a mad my head. Me go the good and make your ball out, boy. Me go the good and make you spend up your money. Me go the good. Me go the grave, they glimmy, they glammy, they pussy fat, no panty, fling it up. And a boy make him cause profanity, feed up, pussy tempo, make cocky limbo. Catch your breath, cause boy, me a nympho. When me a come, me a fuck rough. And a tens up tough like Rambo. Me make your flow like a butterfly, bust like a b-boy. Punch it up like more medley, yeah. Me go the good and it's a mad my head. Me go the good and make your follow, boy. Me go the good and make you spend up your money. Me go the good. Me go the great, me go the good and it's a mad my head. Me go the good and make you follow, boy. Me go the good and make you spend up your money. Me go the good, me go the great. My strawberry dip cover chocolate, yeah. Play with me, clit, I make me squirt by your ticket. Never promise it, make me give you a icky get everything right. Make me give you a ticket, pussy squeeze up, cocky rim. Make why eyes them ball out, say you see when me a ride him. Elasticity, me use control him, mad sight up tight, me use and hold him. Me go the good and it's a mad my head. Me go the good and make your ball out, boy. Me go the good and make you spend up your money. Me go the good, me go the great. Me go the good and it's a mad my head. Me go the good and make you follow, boy. Me go the good and make you spend up your money. Me go the good, me go the great. One for the money. Two for the show. Set three to get the money. Now here I go. You're rocking with Shikes Voice in Brooklyn. We got that. HB, Horace Brown, peace. All right, y'all, what's up? It's your boy Shice, Mr. Talk of the Town. And if you're just tuning in, I got my man, the children's champ, Mr. Rob Garris, activist, boxer, barber, just an entrepreneur, uh, superhero in general. And uh, if y'all missed it, we've been talking about uh, everything from his early childhood to being an activist now and what he does in his biggest fight. Um, so, uh, coming up, um, we also did another event, um, and this was one of your boxing matches, right? And at this boxing match, you dedicated it to your son, and mm -hmm. I thought that that was so special. Um, I don't really remember if I met him, um, but I do remember I met your second son. I'm not sure if at the early age, at the early uh time that we met nah, that i met him so and you know like i said everything that you've done thus far that i've been with you for has a purpose to it you know and we say you're a boxer and you still got some fight in you and i'm looking to fight again right and do you mind telling people how old you are now 56. 56. 5-6. You still want to fight. Tell the people why. Okay. Simple. Um, 
I had 69 amateur fights, right? Mm-hmm. Only lost three, mm. right? Nice. When I came back to get my license, they wouldn't give me my license. When this this prophet prophesied that I was going to come back in the ring, that's how I found my family. She said, you're going to find your family, but you're going to get back in the ring too. So mm-hmm. I, I went with the prophecy because I wanted to find my family. So I started boxing again. Now, um, I went to go get my license from the athletic commission. They was like, nah, you're too old, this and that. So um, I started doing my own matches. I mean, just like catching back of the yard fighting and you know getting money. I mean, professional is when you get paid. When you beat somebody's ass and get paid, that's a professional. Right. They want to put a title on it. It's non-sanctioned because they ain't got their name on it and they ain't getting taxed a piece of piece of the money. Mm-hmm. All right. So I did. I had been in a few boxing shows, the same way as a pro fight. You get in there with gloves on, mm-hmm. shorts on. People paid at the door, concession stand whole nine, and we fight. He get his cut, I get my cut. That's a professional. But I didn't have a license. Now I did five fights like that, and then when I got the chance to get my license, George Foreman made that happen because I went out to go meet him, and we had a good conversation, and and I told him what I was doing it for, and somehow he made a phone call to the commission, and they gave me opportunity. I was 47 to get my license, right? Mm. And the license is only good for one night. So wow. leading up to that fight, I got injured. I ripped my, I tore my rotating cup. But the opportunity was there. And I always said to myself, I ran so much as a kid. I'm not running from a fight now. Mm-hmm. So I took the fight, went in there, lost, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, nah, we ain't giving you another fight, you know, because you're too old. All right. So I got the dude back in the ring, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I beat him, the fight you was at. But it was non-sanctioned, so it doesn't go in the books. So I, I want to leave this game with one in the books. That's for me. You know, I did a lot of things for a lot of people. Right. But I, I want to do something for me. Right. And I need that. You know, I don't care if it's a, a empty room. As long as they got the people there from BoxingRec.com, they can put it in there. He's in the books. He got a sanctioned win. Because all this stuff I got behind me, you know, it's cool. But without that sanctioned win... You know what I'm saying, man? You know, on record, on paper, that means a lot to me. That when the books close, my whole life, and they talk about me, I came back and I got that sanction win. That's why it's personal. I'll be 68 years old, 20, whatever my <laughs> age is, I want that fight. And this if I got to a... fight a midget, a fucking goddamn kangaroo, <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it, you know? I'm going to get the fight. You know, I want to fight my man again. I want to do a rubber match and fight him. He right. got one, I, I, I want, because... Everybody I, I lost to, I beat. Right. Now, I want to beat him on paper. Right. So if I can get him back in the ring, you know, he's like, oh, we can spar, this and that. Nah, I don't want to spar. I want to fight you. If he don't fight me, I'm going to fight somebody else. But I want that sanctioned win for me. And I don't need no audience. I'm not doing it for nobody else. It's for me. And that says a lot, right, that George Foreman, uh, a fellow heavyweight, comes to, to, to vouch for you and says, listen, let this a whole lot of fighters me. vouch for me. Right. A lot of people. And Aaron Barkley, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones. But George Foreman made a bigger impact because when George Foreman came back after 10 years, a guy who worked in a commission named Barry Jordan is the same man that cleared me. Mm. He he made an impact and said something to him. Because when I back, got back to the commission, it was like, you can get your license, man. Somebody real powerful made a phone call. 
And it, it, the only one I could think of was George Foreman. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because all the other fighters that spoke up, they didn't have the impact that George Foreman had. And George, you know, I believe that he, he never said it to me, but I believe he got me back in there. You know what I'm saying? He got me back in there. But I want to, when the book's closed, because when I sit around fighters, sometimes I'll be feeling like I'm not worthy of being around them because I didn't get that sanction win. Even though we fought and a lot of us was in the amateurs together, they went on and became world champions, Olympians. I didn't get the opportunity because I, I ripped the artery in my nose. My career was over. Mm. Then I started cutting hair. I started being a businessman. I started putting work in, in, you know, in the world. But um, that always stayed in the back of my mind that I was never, I never became the champion that I wanted to. Right. That I became the children's champ. But I need to get in that ring and, 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 and wear one of these belts and represent those kids and get that sanction win. I got to do that. It's, it's a must. It's so a must. What that is it, and checking my mind. What is it like, right? So champions, right, on record, vouch for you and call you a champion. Like, how does that make you feel that your work is <coughs> valuable? I never, really, I, I never, I never, I, re, I never really heard them say that. I mean, like, you know, people call people champ in the street. You know, what I'm saying, yo, what a champ. You know, what I'm saying, man, this motherfucker ain't never did shit. Mm. I never really heard that from a fighter. They'd be like, you know, they call me my name. They might have called me champ, but I don't know what they really mean. You know, what I'm saying, man, right? You know, I'm an energy person. I don't know how any of them feel. I look out for them. I show them much love, but I don't know how they really look at me. You know what I'm saying, man? You know, and that's one thing that bothers me that I never had that opportunity. When I when I look at Mike Tyson and 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 um I ran Barkley and all along, we was all in the amateurs together. Mm. We all knew each other. Mark Breland, we all knew each other as kids. When I was off the scene, I started cutting hair. They was all doing their thing, making their money, winning titles, making millions of dollars. I was in a barbershop. So it always bothered me. And I have to ask myself, I would never know what I could have did or how good I really would have been because I never had the opportunity. Mm. So when I came back, I knew I didn't, I wasn't a shell of what I used to be, but I could still fight. Right. And the average motherfucker in the street going to have a fucking problem. You know what I'm saying? But far as me as a pro, I'm not no contender. I ain't no, I ain't even on that level. You know what I'm saying? I just mm. want to get that sanction win for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm old. I'm an old man in this sport, but. I got to get that sanction win for me. That's for me. I mean, I've done so much for people, man. I just want that for me. I don't want nobody give me no gift, give me the fight. I want to get in there and have one of those Joe Frazier, Ali fights, a tough right. fight, you know, bleeding like Rocky. <laughs> I want that for me. <laughs> Throw my belt in the air, my granddaughter jump in the ring, both my grandkids in the ring. I want that for me. I want to be the baddest old motherfucker <laughs> that ever stepped in the ring. You know what I'm saying, man? The baddest. They're going to say, that old motherfucker, he, he put that work in. That's what I want for me. I want to sit back, rocking chair, wheelchair, whatever God says is going to happen for me in the future, and say, yeah, I did it. And that would inspire others not to give up right. and do them. You know I want to know, right? Let's have some fun, right? Who would young Rob Garris at the time, before he gets injured, who were you looking to fight? Like, what, what big fighter now that you were looking to fight back then? What do you mean? Like, like so if I didn't you, get injured as a, as a kid? Right. If you didn't get injured and you were going into the the pros and you were ready. You know, I know it's funny. It's funny. I wanted to always fight Mark Breland. I was a division under him. I was a 139 pounder, junior welterweight. He was a welterweight. 
He had all those golden gloves. And we used to always be on the same fight card in the tournaments. Wow. So I'm looking up at him and say, I'm going to get one of those golden gloves. Now, you know, he's he's my man now. He all fucked up right now. I mean, but, you know, I mean, fighting him now, it'd be worthless, man. I would put that motherfucker to sleep. You know, I respect him. That's my <laughs> dude. But he, he ain't in good condition. You know, he's the boxing took a toll on him. But at that time when I was an amateur, I wanted to fight him because he was like undefeated. 100, mm. 102 fights, only had one loss. You know, he was like, he was the man. I wanted to beat the man. I mean, I didn't know who else. Right. I mean, Ollie was my idol. Sugar Ray was my idol. You know what I'm saying? I wanted him. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, he went on with the Olympus, won two titles. You know, he did his thing. I was happy for him. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, but, um, you know, I never got that opportunity. But God gave me another opportunity to get in the ring for those kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And somebody named me. They gave me that name. Some lady, my man's moms gave me that name, the children's champ. And it, it rocked with me ever since. But I really want to get in the ring. And right. really fight, and right. put hold that belt up in the air, and I'm. Like, it's gonna happen. I want it to be in a garden. Mm. I don't want to go to Vegas. I don't want to go to the the Barclay. Fuck those places. I want the with the Mecca, you know, saying where all the great champions fought, the mm. history. I'm gonna get that fight. I'm. It's gonna happen. I might be 60 years old without. I'm gonna get that fight. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why I believe that, I planted my harvest a long time ago. I don't water my plants. I did so much in my in my world, not my community, because I don't give back. That's one thing I don't do. Mm. I do from the heart. Right. Giving back is a motherfucker that went to jail, been on drugs, sold drugs, and did shit, and kind of get right and want to do give back. I don't give back. I don't mm. owe nobody shit. Right. I don't give back. I do what I want from the heart. If I want to give you something out of my pocket, I'm gonna give it to you. If I want to knock you out, I'm gonna knock you the fuck out. You know right. what I'm saying? It's a choice, and that's it. I don't give back. I show love to my people. I don't like the people to put me in that category. You're giving back. Man, I was never fucked up. Well, I don't owe nobody <laughs> nothing. I don't even, don't even put me in that bracket. Like, oh, he did some shit, and now he's trying to make right. I ain't making right. If I did some shit, I'm going to tell you what I did. Yeah, I threw that motherfucker <laughs> off a bridge. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying, man? You know, he shouldn't have did what he did. You know what I'm saying, man? Yeah, I knocked him out. Yeah. I slapped him in the mouth. You know what I'm saying? I don't hit women, but, yo, if it's necessary, it's going to happen. You know what I'm yeah. saying, man? But... I've been a protector. Everybody I laid hands on was right. people that was was did damage to somebody else. I ain't never messed with no civilian or hurt nobody. But when people mess with people and they can't fight, I'll fight for you. Because mm. I remember when nobody fought for me. Right. So I'll fight. I mean, I go to a playground and throw a bunch of kids over the fence, man. You be- beating up that kid. <laughs> Your kid going over the fence. <laughs> Fuck that. You know, old lady talk shit. I knock you out the wheel. I'm going to tell you a story, man. I went to go collect some money, right? Uh-huh. Well, my father, he told me to go to this apartment, right? I go in there. Lady said, um, oh, tell Tommy I'll give it to him next month. I'm like, lady. Hello? Rob? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we might have some technical problems. I don't know what happened with Rob. Uh, he should come back. But before, let's take a quick break and let's see if we can get him back on the line. All right. So just give us, bear with me a quick second. Let's see if we can get him right back. What's up? It's your boy Lance Stevenson, K. Ball Ready. Now rocking with Sykes. We should talk of the town. You know how we do it, baby. Where you represent? Where you represent Brooklyn, right baby. now? Brooklyn, baby. Brooklyn. The legend, the king. We out. That's it.
something different. Something different. All right, y'all, we are back. My man Rob Garris is back in the building. So go ahead, finish the story. You was... um. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, he always had me collect rent money from different people. So I'm saying, like, why are these ladies always coming up short? You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. I don't know if he's dealing with them or what. I don't know. But listen, I go to one house, Jamaican lady, man. She in a wheelchair. I go in. She telling said, tell Tommy to come back next month. And I'm like, you behind two months rent. So she's like... <laughs> She so she as she's rolling away towards I don't know what she what room she was going in there. She said, Fuck Tommy. I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> Fuck Tommy. That's my father. Wow. She said, Fuck Tommy. I said, the only person I hear say that is my mother. <laughs> and she the only one curse ever father. When that lady said that, I looked at her, I pulled out the gloves. <laughs> I put one on. She looking at me. I, I got this one halfway on. That bitch is running into another room in a wheelchair. She's going to another room. I said, oh, this is going to be an easy knockout. I'm knocking this bitch out. Give a fuck. She in a wheelchair. She said, fuck Tommy. She owed him two months rent. I said, no. Yo, she went and got a coffee cup. I'll never forget. It was a Maxwell House cut. And a can pulled the top off, pulled his money out in the rubber band, and handed it to me. <laughs> I was like, you had the money all this time. I should knock your fucking head off, man. She's sitting there shaking. You the fuck you shaking. I said, I should push her down the stairs anyway. She had my father's money in the coffee cup. Maxwell House. Coffee cup. Pulled the plastic. Remember the plastic top? I was going to knock that bitch out, man. I was like, she, where's she running? She going to run in the wheelchair? Man, you a fuck your handicap. You owe my father money, and you going to say, fuck Tommy? Man, that was the biggest violation. That was the, fuck Tommy? I said, my mother said, I'll be like, first of all, that lady up, man. the image of you going in, putting on some some black gloves in a lady in a wheelchair trying to run away from you. That is hilarious. Just by thought, right? Just uh, Yeah, it's hilarious. But but when she said, fuck Tommy, I mean, I wasn't going to do nothing. I was, you know, I was going to, you know, just, just, just like, you know, knock her the fuck out. And then she said, she said, fuck Tommy. And she owed him. Two months rent, and we going into a third month. You wow. know what I'm saying? And she had the money. She had the money. You know what I'm saying? My father's always say, "Listen, all this, all this is gonna be yours one day. You know, this is family right. money. So get, don't come home without the money." So that was, mm. you know, I felt like, listen, I gotta do this, man. You know, I'm, I'm loyal to my father. They gave me a home. I could have been in foster care, right. been in an abusive home. He gave me a good upbringing. I owe everything to him. Whoever, you, when we throw this lady off a bridge. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. You know, I, I sound cruel. Yeah. You owe my father money. And you said, fuck Tommy. You know what I'm saying, man? You going off the fucking bridge. You know, I ought to hit her with a few jabs and, you know, give a fuck her situation, man. You know what I'm saying? She she violated. You know what I'm saying, man? My she God. had the money. You hear me? My I would have just hit her in the forehead. I wouldn't I wouldn't beat her. I would have threw a jab, hit her in the forehead, you know, shook her up. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have knocked her out the chair now. I ain't that I ain't that ruthless. Oh man, she had the money. You know what I'm saying, man? She had that the money. That is hilarious. I never forget that, man. That bitch yeah. had the money, man. That's you know crazy. what I'm saying, man. Yo, and it's it's crazy. Girl. We like we've traveled, right? We we've we've done events with nice and smooth, Big Daddy Kane, uh, uh, lost, uh, Mr. Cheeks, uh, Mr. C, just to name a few, just to name a few. We that you know. 
and we've always had a great time and my thing you've been around celebrities a lot of people don't know this right i was a tour barber i was a tour barber that's exactly where i was going you are a tour barber for rappers like Brand Nubian and and uh, Nice and Smooth and who else? Like you was doing LL, your thing. LL, Riff, Vanilla Ice, you know. Wait, you cut you 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 cut Vanilla Ice hair? Yeah. Ice Ice Baby. Because yeah, he was the group Riff, you know, uh-huh. from Jersey. The ones that sung in that movie, Lean on Me. Yes. They had a group called Riff, and they was opening up for Vanilla Ice. So. Mm. You know, I got connected. You know, I mean, he's on tour, cutting his own hair, putting big finger parts in his hair. So, you know, he respected me. You know what I'm saying? He was right. talking shit, you know, behind my back. And I had to trap his ass. He said, I can knock you out or I can give you a haircut, man. I make you look good, you know. And he let me cut his hair. You know what I'm saying, man? Wow. You know? And, that, and that's crazy. So, you've been cutting hair ever since, like, you got injured in um in boxing. You've been cutting hair for over 30 yeah, years been, now. I've been cutting 40, 40, 40. 40. 40. December make 40 years. Wow. I started at 16. I'm 56. 40 Damn. Years. 40 you know, years. 40 years. Yep. And, and, years. And it's crazy because you uh, recently you was, we were, you were talking and you were telling uh, me and Rasheen about your ventures, right? You was like, you know what? I don't think I want to do the barbershop thing anymore. Now, listen to mm-hmm. me, people. He ain't say he wasn't cutting hair. He said he's not doing the barbershop thing. So you went. And invested in some mobile built the mobile. buses, right? Like buses and built mobile barbershops. And you you built three of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. built three yeah. barbershops. And now you on the road cutting people. Like, like you said, no overhead. Like, do you miss the barbershop or is it like a done deal? Like, this is better for you. Hell no. First shot, man, collecting money, you know, um, um, Bobby's smoking crack and motherfuckers, all type of shit, man. Going to jail, I still got to pay the rent, you know what I'm saying? Relying on people, man. I got tired of that, man. You know what I'm saying, man? Right. I did it for 40 years, man. You know, I never beat up none of my barbers because I needed them to get my money. You know what I'm saying? Right. Man, I beat them up. <laughs> Ain't no good to be fucked up, but it was a headache, man. The barbershop was a headache, man. You know what I'm saying, man? Right. You know, I'm doing better. I'm doing better. You know, in the mobile, I'm making more money, less headache, no overhead. You know, and and it's one on one with the with the clients. You know, I like it better. I got a I got a set clientele. You know what I'm saying, man? Right. You know, I'm I'm good. I'm man, I'm making money like a drug dealer, <laughs> cutting hair. Mm. I mean, this I love it. I got a bar in there, TV, bathroom. It's like a camper with a barber chair. Got mm. everything in there. So, you know, so so how I'm did, happy, man. so how does it work for you? Do you just roll up to them or like one day you nope, say, nope, "Hey, I'm gonna make here. an appointment." No, no, I don't be nowhere. I ain't no hot dog truck. You make an appointment. I'm a professional. I'm a professional. Yo, when they say my name in the record, get a fresh fade from Rob. Get on the phone to call the Naru mob. My name ring bells. I ain't the best at cutting hair, but I get the job done. Yo. I get the job done. You call me, text me, make an appointment. I'm there. I'm a professional. I don't sit on no corner. I ain't, I ain't never hustled on the corner. I ain't right. nothing on the corner. I don't sit nowhere. I'm a professional. You call me, I pull up, have a coffee for you, drink, Henny, whatever you want. My mobile got everything in it. TV, you want to watch cartoons. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm a professional. You know so, I just so, took it to another level. So let me ask you this. Now that you've taken it to another level, 
do you feel do you charge more now because you know coming yeah, to some more. all right because, that's what i'm well, saying I, I i charge more but but not more more you know right. what i'm saying like like i always i like to take care of my people you know what i'm saying yes, man? if i don't know you i'm gonna tax you but my people i take care of them you know some people got set price you know listen listen i'm not in the world to get rich mm. i'm good you know what i'm saying everything i got i earned it mm -hmm. i'm good i don't need a, a a castle i don't need a lamborghini i got everything i need and i'm happy i'm content you right know what I'm saying? i can't take nothing with me i just told my son when i go you get everything give your sister something take care of the grands you know what i'm saying man? just like right. my father did me you know what i'm saying I'm, i don't chase money you know what i'm saying when people talk too much about money around me they either gonna ask me for something they can't get back or they scheming so i'm already plotting i'm gonna throw that motherfucker in the trunk because i don't like that money conversation i love life like when we hang out i got the bill let's just enjoy life you know what i'm saying right you say that's your price i don't negotiate try to say oh, i'm a, i got this and got that i don't do nobody down that's your price here right if that's my price pay me that's it that's it. i don't i'm not about money money is not everything to me you need to live but i'm good i don't chase money people that talk about money get away from me right get and, away from me i don't I, hear that because you're plotting and i'm glad you said that right because now that brings us to what you're doing now right so right now coming up you have an event that is lunch with the champs and on that mm -hmm. bill you have iran barkley junior jones uh pritchett uh colin uh peter cardona dennis milton marlon sterling uh vito uh michael spinks larry bonds aaron davis uh john scully and tim weatherspoon just to name a few and tell us why did you decide to do this event um called lunch with the champs charity event Every every event I go to, these people charge like a a buck forty, a buck fifty, give you a little plate of food, mm -hmm. and they sell the they sell the fighters' names, and they right. make fifteen twenty thousand on a dinner with all the fighters, mm. and they only pay the big names to fly in, give them a hotel, probably give them some money, and those motherfuckers got money. Right, the big names got money. All the other fighters are fucked up, but you're selling their name too. Right. You're selling their name. So you're making money off them. So what I did was, I said, I'm going to do the same thing. But all the tickets that's being sold, y'all keep the money. All the fighters. Mm. I give them all. I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for a couple of them to call me now. Give them tickets. You want 30 tickets, 40 tickets? That's $1,000, $1,500. You sell the ticket and keep the money. Wow. So you sure. make and, and and again, this is why I want people to understand this. You make no money off of this event. Man, I got I got a job. I got a business. I got property. I don't need no money like that. What, what am I gonna take advantage of them for? You right. know what I'm saying? Like everybody else did. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even mad that I didn't become world champion. Those are my friends, man. I like to see people eat. You know what I'm saying? I want everybody to eat. I want them to sell tickets, come there, fly, got money in their pocket, you know, eat all you can eat, all you can eat. You know, I got the, me and my people, we cooking all the food up. I got some good cooks. All you can eat for $20. But when a fighter approaches somebody, one of their fans or family members, they give them a ticket, they get that 20 That's They keep that. That's them. Right. And the money that's coming through the door, that's for like Wilfred Benitez. That's for um other um 
other fighters that's that's bedridden. You know, a lot, a lot of fighters is in bad condition. They can't, you know, they they can't come out in the world. They, you know, what I'm saying they really messed up. So I want to look out for them. Hold on one second. I don't know why Alexa just came on in my in my office. I'm like, uh, we having a whole interview, and, and Alexa just comes on. So he must have. I, I must have said a magic word or something. No, no, no. It's a it timer on. on the thing, and oh, I, okay. I I didn't realize that uh, it was a timer. So and and, and that's why and, and you know to keep it a hundred. That's why I fuck with you, right? Because again, it's not about money with you, right? It's all about the event. The people who the event is for. And a lot of people don't know, right? Like, we see these fighters or we see the names and we think that these guys are good because they were once in the limelight. But a lot of these fighters, and, and I'm not not even just fighters, basketball players, football players, a lot of people that you think uh, was big names now have problems. Yeah. Financial, health problems. You know, and I, and I I don't like to see nobody right. twisted, man. I, I don't like, especially if I know you personally. I don't like to see you twisted. So, yeah. you know, like I said, this is a first trial. I'm just trying this one out, and the next one is going to be bigger. You're going to host it, and we're going to yeah. entertainment. We're going to take it to the next level. But this is just a test trial. You know what I'm saying? I got the place for free. They're going to try to hit me for some money later on. I already know, you know what I'm saying, these right. Italians get down. And, um... You know, I got the food connect, you know what I'm saying, man? So, you know, I'm just trying to bless these guys. They can eat, take the food home. They got money in their pocket. You know what I'm saying? They might have a bill to pay to sell, buy right. a pack of cigarettes, whatever that situation. Want to buy some weed, whatever. You got the money. Sell your tickets. If you can't sell a ticket, you don't want to eat. Right. That's it. And that's a you lot of saying? a lot of times people don't realize how messed up people are. And again, you're bringing it to the forefront. You're bringing it to the light. Like, listen, there are guys like that. And, and and not for nothing, we could all honestly be these people, right? We we all human, we all normal. We can actually have a bad turnaround because these guys, like you said, these are world champions, and some of them are messed up. And yeah. nobody takes a time or a thought to say, "Hey, I wonder what they're doing." Right? We see what people want us to see right like if you look up google some of these people you won't see their true conditions because all we see is what we remember them as but but i'm gonna tell you something that's deep mm -hmm. when i look at them i say if i were to turn pro at the time when they turn pro mm. what type of condition would i be in will i be financially mm. good or would i be like them and I, and I, I sit there and i watch them i've I seen them shake so one day i was at one of the one of the um one of the dinners the christmas dinner and I'm seeing cats wearing the same outfits they wore like three years ago. You know, same mm. suits, you know what I'm saying? You know, and I'm like, you know, I keep clothes. I'm a dresser. I say, yo, I'm going home and give away half of my shit to these guys. You know mm. what I'm saying? Brand new shit. Shit that I probably wore once or twice. Well, a lot of right. stuff I didn't wear because I buy shit and it'd be sitting, I'd be forgetting I brought it. But I just gave it to them, man. That's when the idea came to me to bless them. You know what I'm saying? I could have been in that situation. Even though I got injured early and I came back 27 years later but hey you know what I'm saying man you know I can't take it with me man those are my friends man not saying they would have did it for me I don't know you know what I'm saying but it don't make a difference I'm doing it for them right that's from the heart you know what I'm saying it's from the heart I don't owe them nothing you know what I'm saying but I did it from the heart man and I'm gonna feel good when I see them all and they all eating 
and they probably gonna be wearing the outfits I gave them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They gonna have all their Macadocious brims and, and the blazers and shit. I gave them. I gave all my shit up, man. Wait, so I gave them mad let, shit. Let, let, let me tell the people this, right? So if you never, if you don't know Rob, and you never been to a Throwaway Kids Foundation event or a Rob Garris event, period, birthday party, whatever, Rob comes with custom made clothes, right? So. When he say he gives stuff away, and the the image you need to see is Rob is a one of a kind guy, right? And I'm gonna tell you, he comes. I'm talking about brim hats. I'm uh, fedoras. Like my man, he gets fly. So if you go and see Rob at an event, and then you see somebody that's dressed just like him, that the image is like, oh shit! Like, hey, trust me, you're gonna know that it's Rob's, right? Because Rob got a, a collection. Rob Rob is just that guy. Like, and he comes to make a statement. It is what it is. My man makes oh my a God. statement, and it is what it is. So I, I I'm, I'm laughing because I'm trying to picture people pulling off that same outfit, right, and then looking at him and go, Nah, I don't I I don't think he pulled that one off, right? Like just watching that. So that's a that's an I, image I, in itself. I can't I can't wait I can't wait to see them, man. You know what I'm saying? I gave them a lot of clothes, man. A lot of clothes, man. You know what I mean? Furs, you know, cashmere coats, man, leather jackets. It was like, that stuff is material stuff, man. Shit come right. and go. I work. I work. I, I, I make money. I work. Right. I don't hustle. I'm not a hustler. I'm a businessman. I make money. I work. I get up every morning, six days a week, and I work. Man. You know right. what I'm saying? The stern go down. I work. So, you know, I can't take it with me. You know what I'm saying? I buy shit. I go shopping. And whoever's with me, they push the cart for me. I'll buy your outfit. You know what I'm saying, man? Right. <laughs> you know, and just go shop. That's how I am. That's how I rock. You know? Now, before we go, I want to play a game, right? It's called Sink or Swim. Like, who would you, if you had a choice to save a person or let them drown, who would you save and who would you let drown and why? The Fighters Edition. All right? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you two names. Um, and we're gonna do a couple of a couple of rounds, and I'm gonna give you two names, and you have to pick either one. All right. So okay. the first two names would be Holyfield or Mike Tyson. Who would you let sink, and who would you save? Uh, that's a tough one, man. They all gonna be. Tough. I mean, I don't know. I I don't I don't know Holyfield personally. I know Mike personally. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I guess it would be Tyson. I would say Tyson. You know, because I know him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Holyfield got a good heart. He's a good person. You know, I don't know him personally, but I know Tyson from kids. You know what I'm saying? And we, right. You know, we ain't never hung out as adults, but once once or twice. But um, yeah, it would be it would be Tyson. All right, Foreman. Or Ali. Ali all day. Mm. Ali all day. That's that that's he's the one that inspired me to fight, to be who I am. He Ali. Hmm. Let's make this interesting. I know you're about to meet some of your friends. Let's see. Dennis Milton or Iran Barkley. Uh I know Iran better. Dennis is very humble and very appreciative. Yes. I would save, I would save, I would save Dennis. 
Iran is my dude. That's my dude. Uh-huh. Uh, I would say I'll go with the humble man first, the one who is more as a preacher. Now, not to say that Iran but he doesn't really show it like in his energy. Right. That's my dude. But 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 Dennis humbly you know, like Right. Know, energy is everything. Let's see. Michael Spinks or Mark Breland. Uh I would go with Mark Breland. I would say Mark Breland because he's in the back. You know, he's he's physically messed up, you know. Even right. though I wanted to beat his ass years ago. <laughs> but uh Spinks Spinks he he got all that money and never fixed his teeth. And then he's gonna he's gonna fight Mike Tyson. He's gonna fight Mike Tyson with, with, with the ring socks. I'm like, how you wear you know, clown socks to a Mike Tyson fight and got a got a, a ace band on one knee. You came in the fight fucked up. You know what I'm saying, man? I had to go with go with, you know. I'm a, I'm gonna bring that up when I see him on, on the fifth, man. I'm like, yo, why you wear those ring clown socks and an ace bandit on one knee? You know, you knew you was gonna go down on one knee. Oh man. And why you never got your teeth fixed? Yo, <laughs> you gonna ask him that. I would love Hell to yeah. see. What, what, I would love most, to see. What he gonna do? He's either gonna he's either gonna laugh, get mad, and if he throw a punch, I can throw a punch back. I'm a fighter too, <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know? Um I might take him go get a gold two fight line. I say, yo, man, <laughs> I'm gonna hook you up, man. Take you to my dentist. <laughs> you know? The worst he what's the worst he could say? You know. I don't heard the worst. I've been punched in the face before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. I've been dissed. I'm like, nigga, I, I, I ain't trying to dish you, man. You need teeth, motherfucker. That's <laughs> a fact. You know? Last one. And those socks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. All right, last one. Uh, let's go current. Uh, Dante Wilder or Tyson Fury? Tyson Fury. Mm, I like cool. his energy better. Mm. I, I love him. I love him. He's for the people. You know what I'm saying? And Dante, he's an arrogant motherfucker. He's 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 a I hate to use the N word. He's he's you know, you know, he's a he's a hard head dude, man. You know. Mm. Pastor Ferry, if you know his story and listen to him, he's a he's a good dude, man. I wish I could meet him personally. Mm. I like his energy. He's about the people. Nice. So um, what's next for Rob? Get my ass back in shape to get in that ring and finish this documentary. Go meet my moms and check her ass. You know? <laughs> that's, that's what's next. You know? Nice. And if you had to give advice to the people watching right now. No, matter of fact, before we even give the advice, what does Rob want his legacy to be? Just keep it a hundred, man. Be real and help somebody. You know what I'm saying, man? That's one thing that God expects from all of us is love thy neighbor. Mm. People mm. got to be checked, too. You know what I'm saying, man? Right. God don't honor cowards. He don't honor cowards. Check people, but help people. That's mm. it. You know, one of the quotes that I, I love came from an a, a actual funny movie, um, Almost Christmas. And something Danny Glover said to his kids in the movie, he said, if you can't help somebody, at the very least, don't hurt them. 
And I tell my kids right. that. That's and right. I think that that is such a strong statement to make, right? If you can't help them, the very least, don't hurt them. And that is a, a, a real statement that is a fact. Um, and like I said, yo, I appreciate it. <laughs> my phone get ready to die. Right. I, and that's why we're going to close it out. And I appreciate you so much for being here. Um, any Good last words? Me, bro. Any last words or any advice you want to give to people? Trust God and be keep it hunted all the time. Trust God. So I can say. That's, that's a everybody. fact. That is a fact. And then that's it. And, and you know what? It ain't nothing else to say. And I like I said, I want to thank you. Uh everybody give it up for the the children's champ, Rob Garris, activist, boxer, barber, you name it, he's done it. Um, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you being the man that you are, and I look forward to many more events. And forget events. See me soon. I just, yo, just you being my brother, man. Because, like I said, I call I'm you gonna on. Fly the you up soon, man. We gonna hang out. I'm gonna fly you out. I'm gonna fly you up here, man. <laughs> we, you know, and, and I appreciate you like so much just for being just you, man. Nothing else, nothing less. Like just you. I, I like I said, I know what we get with you, right? Like you a straight shooter, like. What you see is what you get, and and I always appreciated I, that. I'm a surprise. I, this is gonna be a surprise, man. Before my phone go dead, you know what I'm saying? If you ain't got nothing to do on the fifth, you are gonna be here, man. I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna send you a ticket, man. I'll oh, get you up here. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I wasn't gonna tell you until the last minute, man. You know what I'm saying? Man? <laughs> I would definitely I make it. I, I would definitely make it, man. I swear I would. Saturday, That's February fifth. I'm, I'm gonna have you coming up here. I'm gonna put it all in effect. Let's let's do it. I'm I'm with it. I will be there. You got there. place to stay? What you got to say? Listen, you I got family. You got family still? I still got okay. family out okay. there. I'm gonna make my phone calls right yeah. now. Hey, I'm I'm on my way all up. Right. I need a place to spend a night. Right. <laughs> all right, I got you. I got you. I got you. And that's from the heart. That's love. I, that's and, my dude. and I love you too, my brother. Uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, and I love you too. Let's give it up for Mr. Rob Garris, the children's champ. And don't forget, make sure you check out this event. You can call him up right now for tickets. It's $20 a ticket. Same price at the door. Remember, all proceeds go to help the fighters in need. So you want to uh, have lunch with the champs, come on out and enjoy the day. The day is uh, February 5th, 2022. The time is from 12 to 3 p.m. And it's at the American Legion Post 8 located at 112 north avenue in new rochelle new york so make sure you come on out show your support and like i said we doing it from the heart we doing it for the people man um once again rob my brother i thank you again man and i appreciate you so ladies and gentlemen Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Let's Talk Crazy. Make sure you tune in every week right here. We on season three, and i like to thank you guys for being such a great audience all the time. Um, we couldn't do this without you guys, so make sure you check out Let's Talk Crazy every Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m., 5 to 6 p.m. In between, we just on at 5 p.m. So I'll see you guys next time. Rob, thank you, my brother. I'll see you next time. Yeah, all right? Yeah. This is Let's Talk Crazy. Peace. Yeah, we yeah. out. Let's talk crazy. Shice, the talk of the town. Right now, it's popping, it's going down. So many topics joining now. Let's talk crazy. Hey, nothing.
something is off limits. It's entertaining and authentic.